Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You recording? I mean, why? listen, harsh to hark back to a mistake I made in May. Multiple times. Many times over the months of May, June, July and August. <laughs> the very loud. is a member of the Great Big Owl family. And April, of course. Don't forget April. Yeah. Well, the worst time I did it was during the interview with Tony Gardner. Do you remember? Lovely Tony oh, Gardner yeah. off, off lots of lovely things, including, of course, the Great Big Owl podcast. Heavy pencil. Yeah. And he... Uh, we well, did a lovely interview with him, didn't we, Dave, for 10 minutes? <laughs> lovely interview. And also, I realised... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an interview, actually, Tom. What I'd call it is a sort of preparatory chat. Yeah. Pre-interview. Phone call, really, <laughs> yeah. is what it is. And then uh, and he was in the middle of a story when I realised, and there was that moment of crushing realisation that I, I had to stop him in the middle of quite a nice story. And it was just horrible. I just And part of me thought, well, how would it work if I just didn't do anything about this and just let the conversation happen and then just walked away? What would go on? But... Well, I mean, the world wouldn't end, would it? But we'd just have a half a podcast. Yeah, I mean, on, on, on a good day, we've got about a third of a podcast, I'd be honest. Um, listen, I just uh, had an awkward moment at the school gates, which I thought you'd enjoy, um, because I, I, was, I was dashing back, Dave, to get back in time for this important event in my week. Yeah. And by important, only. And um, yeah. one of the parents said, where are you off to? I said, oh, I've got to go and do my podcast. Oh, yeah, what's your podcast about then? Absolutely stumped. Absolutely yeah, stumped. it's tricky, isn't it, now that you know, lockdown's sort of over, isn't it? What's it about? Um, uh, oh, well, it's sort of, it's, it's because it's, uh, it's because it's, um, <laughs> because it's lockdown. We do a podcast every day. No, that was what no. we used I could to. tell you what it's for, but I couldn't tell you what it's about. I think that's, that's all right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it's tricky, isn't it? Because let's be honest, we have to be self-aware enough to know that the, the very worst thing about the podcasting world is, is the myriad of two white men just chatting about nothing. I like, know, I know. there are so many of them, and we, we've striven, mm. striven, striven. Sure, bit. sure. We've striven for most of our podcasting careers mm. to not just be what that we, what two we are. white men talking about nothing. Yeah. But that's really what this has become, isn't it? I know, I know. I just feel, I just feel like, I, I don't know... Um, it's just great. It's just great bants between two sort of uh, sort of two mid mid thirties, early forties white guys. You know, we just we just we just we just shoot the shit. You know, just with a chat. You know, there's no way of selling this podcast now that there's no lockdown, is there? I found that as well. Yeah. I wonder if we should come up with a format. What format? What to actually? Well, I mean. I mean, no, I will, I'm always going to be a format resistor. I think, you know, the best episodes, which we do, Dave, episodes such as Helen, Have You Got a Pension? You know, you can't possibly mm. format that. Well, but, that's, a, that's a format. That's true, actually. Yeah. That is pension a format. Check. How is your pension, by the way, Dave? 
Uh, weirdly, I got an email from my pension provider, so I now oh. know who it is. <laughs> it was it was almost like, you know when you get the Instagram adverts after you've been talking about a product, and you're like, this is creepy. This is the useful version of that, where I basically said on a microphone, I don't know who my pension's with. And then oh. suddenly I just got an email going, just checking in to check everything's cool. So oh, I was like, wow, oh, this is very useful. This is very helpful when they listen in, in that case. Yeah, well, that, yeah, it was very good. So pension back on track. Haven't logged in yet, because I look... I, I know that there's about fourteen pounds in there. We are actually because... now having pension chat. That you realize oh, we're back that. on was, it again. Aren't we? Yeah, that was supposed to be a sort of self-aware. Let's not talk about pensions, but we are actually now diving yeah. into pension chat. Uh, so, so what did you say in, in answer to that? And then we'll close this corner off. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, I said, uh, what did I say? What's the, she, she said? What's the uh, what's the podcast about then? Oh, I said nothing really. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Just, you've got to. You've got to give it more than that. Nothing, I said nothing really. It's just a lot of banter. She loved it. She's going to listen in. I didn't say, but I would never say that, Dave. I would never no. say that about you. <laughs> never, <laughs> ever. Um, yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I said nothing really. It's just, it's just flim flam whimsy. Flim flam and whimsy. Flim flam and whimsy. Um, how's your week been? Well, interesting. Fascinating update. I'd say fascinating, not fascinating. And again. It was over before it started, but I'm I'm currently yeah on the precipice. Well, I'm on the precipice of smelling quite bad. Right. Cornelius has moved out. What? Brief briefly. Why? Correct. Correct. I mean, I mean, read the news, Tom. Read the news. The whole of East London has no water. Oh my God! Are you joking? Yeah. Have you not seen this? No. Why would I? I mean, mate, I'm living in an Islington bubble. Big news, big news in the, in the news. It was at the top of BBC News, nothing. And bizarrely, a water pipe burst in Hackney, which means that the entirety of anyone with an E postcode, and also, curiously, Reading, and then some of North West London, and then some of North... N5 was in the... Some of N5 was in there, mate. I don't know what you are, but the N's were start, are starting to be affected. Mate, I am N5. I'm all about that's, the N5. That's what I thought, yeah. I, I read an N5 somewhere. So, well, it's yeah. fine. An N5, we'll just have baths in Prosecco. We'll be absolutely yes, fine. Yeah, well, you've got the backups, haven't you? Your, your Prosecco tap will come in useful there. London water shortage. East London water. People stock up on bottled water in supermarkets. Oh, I went to Tesco at midnight last night, mate. Well, quarter to midnight, just before it closed. Yeah. And bought 12, what are the large, you know, the large bottles of water. Yeah. They did. To have a bath in. I mean, or... Well, hang on, what about Hercules? Got to look after the dog, mate. I know, well, he's drinking most of the water. That's why we got it, to be honest. I didn't want him to have no water. That's the main reason. Right, okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so anyway, I got back from Tesco at midnight, having driven there to get some emergency water. Yeah. And Cornelius and his girlfriend were like, we're thinking of decamping. We just, we, we're not sure we can we, we can survive this. Or he said something so dramatic. I was like, you're absolutely mad, mate. We've got some water in bottles now. Like, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Basically. And this is right up your alley, Tom, mm. in the nicest possible way. Oh, uh, go on. Yeah. I just think he really needed a poop. Uh, <laughs> and he'd yeah, gone. Because yeah. he was sort of making all these noises like, I just don't think it's going to be, very, you know. He was, he, like, Cunningham isn't a dramatic man as well, you know. Yes. So I think they'd obviously had a chat and gone, we've got to, we can't just go, I need a... Where will, where will I shit? Yeah, I need, a, I need a shit, I better book a hotel. But he's basically booked a hotel in Baker Street and no. at midnight and, and, and got an Uber over there. He's gone to Baker Street for a shit. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> that can be the only explanation, because the water is, as of now, so as, as I woke up this morning, it's back on sort of, uh, 
you know, online, and it's now just a case of it filtering through. So in the next few hours, it should all be back to normal. Yeah, it's going to be resolved by midday, according to this day. Yeah. I mean, by the time people listen to this podcast, this is old, old, ancient news. Oh, very news. old news. And I've got 12, like... 12 big litre bottles or two litre two litre bottles I think or three litre bottles big ones of water yeah. like, there's plenty of water going around yeah um, mm. and yeah so I, that's the only reason I can think of that he's, that he's had to, to had to leave but there you mm. go I, I wonder if there's an ulterior motive there Dave I'm not sure I don't want to you know what I mean what, Carl and his girlfriend are going to get a hotel? Well, uh, no, I just think he doesn't like you. I just think... <laughs> oh, I see. It might be something you need to look at in the future, maybe. Sure. So, okay, so yeah. have you just been abandoned and left with the dog? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, my sister's here as well at the moment, so oh, right, that's fine. Okay. okay, fine, as long as you're not alone, Dave. It's, um, it's not abandonment, to be honest, it's quite nice. I was like, that's... Do you know what I thought? I thought, well, this is mad, like many things Cornelius does, but means I've got all the water to ourselves now. <laughs> it's quite a knee-jerk reaction. Like, if, if there was a zombie apocalypse, it's good to know that Cornelius's first port of call would be a hotel in Baker Street. You well, know? I'm just worried that if there is a zombie apocalypse, he's opening the front door to try and escape. Like, he's mm. going, just just barricade in, mate. Stay in with us, we're fine. Yeah, We've yeah. We've got double glazing and a big, big front door. We'll be fine. Yeah, eat the dog if in doubt. You know what I mean? If things go bad, you've got supplies right there. I know this podcast's full of jokes, Tom. But <laughs> That's too far. Too far. Can I just point out that uh, yesterday Dave phoned me for a, an actual chat, which is very much similar to this, uh, about work. And um, halfway through, Dave, oh, I've got to go. There's a Doberman. And he put the phone down. And I was like, did Dave just say, I've got to go. There's a Doberman. Yeah. And uh, then you called me back a couple minutes later. And went, yeah, that was a Doberman friend of my dog's. I really wanted to talk to him. <laughs> and I just thought, Dave Cribb is turning into me. You will be... Like, you, you're going to have dog friends soon. You're going to have people's numbers in your phone and their surname will be Dog. I'm in a dog WhatsApp group. I've told you about this, right? You have not told us about the canine WhatsApp group? No. It's over 100 strong now, the Olympic Park dog group. Amazing. What's their chat about the water? In fact, we should do a WhatsApp group special because I've, I've got a Highbury Fields dog WhatsApp group as well. Well, incredibly, the dog... <laughs> about 5, 6 p.m. last night when all the problems were starting to surface... Mm. People were sort of like, oh, what? And then some, one of the admins shut it down. But genuinely, I'll read this. The message was, guys, this isn't a water group. This is a dog group. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else about three hours later sort of was like, okay. And they and they basically just sent a message about the water. Oh, my but God. Had to fr- it was like they were trying to get past a co- like, you know, like a, a, some sort of algorithm system. And they just put something like, oh, the dog's got no water still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what we're going to do about the dog because the water's off and it's all it's like, oh, you've got to have the word dog in it to make it a relevant conversation. Oh, wow. Wow. I think you should set up a new WhatsApp group. Specific, you could, if you had the time and the inclination, you could get everyone from that group, minus the person who shut it down, and call it This Is A Water Group, and then just carry on. Carry on, well, the problem is the first message now would be water's back on. Yeah, all the best. And they close the group. They close the group. A WhatsApp. I love that. I love a WhatsApp group hit and run. You know when people set up what well, you're guilty of this? People set up a WhatsApp group for like a train journey the four of you are going on together, oh, or a birthday party with eight people. Or, or just a joke. I d- I've done it before with, with you, and you get very annoyed when there's like me, you, and say two other people, and just one of those funny jokes that makes us all laugh for mm. three minutes, mm. and we're all like, "Oh, that was the funniest thing we've heard today." And then I'll just send a, set up a group with that joke as the title for no reason. It's <laughs> really annoying. The, di- the digital clutter to which this podcast is adding itself—it's all wonderful. Well, this is—we've discussed this briefly on the podcast before, haven't we? The number of mutual WhatsApp groups you and I are in. Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh, you can see, can't you? Yeah, and there's, I think we're in eighty. Oh, it's gone up, Tom. Eighty-two since uh, 
since you've what? What have you done? Since we talked. Well, since we last talked. Groups in common. Uh, groups in common. Eighty-two. And let's just take people some of the, through some of the groups. Um, Humph is a good one. That's three Humph, of yeah. HMPH. Humph. Um, twat or not a twat? That's an excellent group. That one. Yes, that's very useful, isn't it? Well, every now and again, people surface in our industry who we wonder are they twats or not, and then we just have a discussion as to whether or not they're a twat. It's actually a crowdsourcing system. That isn't mm. it. It's not. It's not just uh, willy nilly calling people a twat. It's it's sort of saying guys. With, it's, actually, I'd say it's very socially responsible. The opposite of social media. Stop digging. Because we're going. No, no. This is. In, I think this is what Twitter should be like. Mm. Because we sort of go, guys. People are saying this person's a twat, and then quite often somebody else will go, no, no, no fake news. Yeah. You know, like I know. Um, this is just hot air on the social media, and yeah. um, it's, and then we all go, oh, that's good to know. Rather than everyone going, yeah, he's a twat, he's a twat, cancel him. We can tell there's, there's some other absolute classics here, Dave. Um, snooker, bitches. That's because we had a game of snooker once in 2019. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, here's, here's a favourite of mine, Oaxaca Menus. Um, this, has got, <laughs> this has got nine of us in, and we all take pictures of our Oaxaca. Because you know in Oaxaca, when you order a Oaxaca, they circle the things you're having. So yeah. you take a picture of, of what you've ordered in Oaxaca, and you send it to the group to review... What you've had in Oaxaca? Yeah, it's just a good, it's a good system. Spacey Jam, which I pre- can only presume is just a quick chat about Kevin Spacey's misdemeanors. Oh look, Hereford sixteen because we went to Hereford in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> hang on, mate. Go. Hang on. We, we well, just go before to- that, on, on my birthday, a group was invented with four of us called Telford sixteen because we went to Telford. No, but again, we didn't go to Hereford or Telford. In both cases, we stopped <laughs> overnight in a hotel on the way to somewhere else. It wasn't even a trip. Telford was on the way to Macuntleth, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, Wales, yeah, yeah. And, and we stopped literally in a bog standard hotel in Telford for one night, and uh, there you go. God. There's another one called Breaking Chat, just to talk about Breaking Bad. This is from 2014. Oh, well, and that's then, quite useful actually. That's it's just too old. Now, we should get back on that one. Um, and then possibly my favourite one, Dave. Yeah. Right. Uh, and in this group now, this is last year's on the 30th of July 2015. Right. Do you know who's in this group? Who? Me. Yeah. And you. <laughs> that's it there's nobody else do you know what it's called is it I think I found it is it called cricket cricket <laughs> I just oh sorry sorry I just found it <laughs> play this thing oh god Right, let me just take you through the contents of cricket. <laughs> this is the absolute uh, epitome of our WhatsApp groups. 30th of July, 2015. Uh, Dan Kiss, very good comedy writer, created the group Cricket. Yeah. Okay. Dan Kiss says, here you go, Dave. Yeah. I say, thanks, mate. Let's check the cricket. Yeah. Uh, then you take a picture of your Apple Watch because you had the cricket score on your Apple Watch. And then Dan says, good, question mark. Because he doesn't and understand cricket. I say the word, I put the word cricket. Yeah, and then what happens? And then six months later, Dan Kiss leaves the chat, and it's just me and you. You've got, you've never even, you've never even. I contributed. never contributed to the cricket WhatsApp group. That's oh, a, a shame. Do you know why we have a final one, and we will move on? I promise. Do you know why we have a group called World War One? Yeah, because we did a sitcom set in World War One. Oh, that was an actual functional one, written was it? by Dan Kiss, who on the nineteenth of April, twenty seventeen, <laughs> left the group. So. Yeah, yeah. There's there a lot in World War One. There's a lot, a lot happened. A lot anyway. happened both in the group and in the global event. Yes. Um, now, can I can I uh, point your nose in another thing in another direction, Dave? This point is, it away. This is something which I really wanted to. I've wanted to talk about this for a while. You know our smart speakers, our smart devices, of which we're very fond, right? We love a smart device. Yes. Uh, hello, Alexa, if you're listening, we know you are. You know you can go into the Alexa app 
and you can listen to audio of you talking to Alexa. Oh, yeah. When I first got it, I used to freak Cornelius out by sending him voice notes of him exactly. to play music and stuff. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I just thought, I, I just wanted to play some bits because it's just, it's very funny. It's very, when okay. you listen back to the way that you talk to your device. Uh, so this is uh, 7.12 this morning. And this is, uh, I think this will be my son putting the lights on in the living room. Maybe it's me, actually. Hang on, here we go. Oh, there you go. That's Beth Morrie there putting the lights on this morning. Um, what else have we got here? Here's another one. This is, oh no, this is my son playing one of his favourite songs. Here we go. Hey, sucker. That was uh, Wilfred saying, Alexa, play sucker. Do you know sucker? I'm a sucker yeah. for you. And then there's lots of, um, there's lots of audio not intended for this device. Here you go. Okay. Just, I was just record. So it is recording stuff about maybe about so your pensions. Oh, which recording? Play soccer. Mm, that was him trying to play soccer again. <laughs> is that all it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it goes. It goes right Beth back. Says Echo, not Alexa. Oh well, one of the uh, the Alexa in the sitting room is Echo because otherwise it triggers. Otherwise, there's two Alexas too close to each other. Oh, that's very. It's a very clever way of differentiating yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh God, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? Here we go. This is me. Yesterday evening, oh, whilst I was unloading the shopping. Dave, what do you do when you're unloading the shopping? Uh, you singing something? Play BBC Radio 4. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> it's so middle class. <laughs> That's what I got up to yesterday. Uh, so anyway, I would, just, I, I would uh, encourage anyone to, um, to go diving into the app and uh, listen to themselves talking to Echo. Because you can find out a lot about yourself when you listen to yourself talking to Alexa. There's like a, there's a tone you can take, you know what I mean? Mm. You get, people get quite bossy with them. Okay, and just remind everyone how you do it. Uh, so you go into your it. Alexa app, and then go to, uh, I think it says more along the bottom, and then set in, settings. More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? And then Alexa privacy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Review voice history. Terrifying time, isn't it? There you go. And then you can go right back. I this month. Let's see if I can find some good ones. Oh, you can now enable deletion by voice. Alexa, delete what I just said. Oh. Alexa, delete everything I said today. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? I don't want to do that because this is, um, it's, you know, it's a good way for me to spy on my family. Well, yes, quite. Got any good ones there, Dave? No. Right, hang on, I'm just changing the date range. Yeah, yeah, you got to get right back. I'd li- I would like to hear Cornelius saying, Alexa, book me a hotel in Baker Street. <laughs> Alexa, the water is off. <laughs> yeah, Alexa, switch on the water. Um, I, don't know, I don't know who said this one, but... <laughs> That's Cornelius's girlfriend. <laughs> Alexa, don't be bored. Oh, this is a good one. You'll enjoy this one. Hang on. Order me a dog toothbrush. <laughs> order a dog toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't order stuff on Alexa. How do you do that? that oh. like, no, no, I know how you. I know how you do it, but how do you not get the anxiety that you're going to get the wrong? To, you know, like, I don't oh, want to be like oh, Alexa. Order me some crisps because I don't. I, I, I want to be specific about a the crisps I get. B I want to yeah. check that there's some offers on, yeah. and that I don't miss out on. You know, same with the dog toothbrush. You're just getting the willy nilly dog toothbrush. Or is that a repeat order? Yeah, but because I'm using a screen, Dave. It's a screen Alexa. Have you got a screen Alexa? 
No, no, that's your mistake. I'm not a madman. Well, well, maybe in a sense, Dave, you are because you are there. That's why you cannot possibly order things online unless you can see them. So you do it on the screen that pops up, and then you're just you're golden. So what you say, Alexa, order me a dog toothbrush, and then it goes this one. Yeah, well, like for example, things like I mean, like batteries. Alexa, order me AA batteries, and it pops up and goes, "You ordered this one uh, a month ago, two months ago." And you're like, "Yeah, that'll do. Thanks, mate." It's really good. It's really good, Dave. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you now. I'm fine. Okay. I'm doing that thing where sometimes when someone suggests like a pun and then I'm completely distracted trying to think of puns, I'm now mm. just completely distracted by going back through my of course street. And actually, yes. it's incredibly boring. It's incredibly boring, yeah. It's God, that's the, oh, that's the only one I found so far that is vaguely interesting, that don't um, be boring one. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Imagine how dull it must be being a smart device just listen to all day long well this is why P- people that get panicked about oh alexa's always listening i'm like yeah but are you honestly do you think you're saying anything of interest yeah that any like if Im- imagine just imagine you're for say hypothetically amazon have hired people yeah. to just sit there and there's a human just listening to like your alexa amazon just, gchq and they're all right. got headsets on and they're just like okay boss News from Islington. He needs a dog toothbrush. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, do we, what do we do with that information? I don't know. Launch the missiles. It's- within, honestly, within a day, they would be so, that person would be so bored, they would quit their job and yeah. they'd say, do you know what? Your house is not worth monitoring anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like, true. I've never said anything of interest in my house. In my life. <laughs> no, well, no, absolutely. Um, right, talking of things that are interesting, do you think we should take a moment, take a break, and then come back with an actual feature, an actual bit of content? Because I've got, oh, well, I've got that some... was content, wasn't it? You no, put a clip. Sorry, well, uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been a great episode so far. Obviously, I'm not I'm not dissing the app, Dave, but um, I, I, we've got something lined up. I'm just trying to go on then. Oh, no, I don't I don't want you to feel down. I don't want to leave the first part on a downer now. Um, it's not a downer. I just think you know I don't want you to I don't want you to. Th- downplay the how good it's been great whiffle waffle about nothing you can tell this yeah. person in your playground tomorrow what was it what's it about <laughs> actually it's about uh about the uh, way you can access the voice recordings on your alexa yeah yeah and it's 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 topical news updates newsy because we yeah. talked about the the east london water shortage that's right yeah it's contemporary it's obviously highly satirical it's very very much a magazine show for the modern age yeah and usually it steers itself towards a poo conversation that's that's right mm-hmm. that's what you steer it in fairness, i'm annoyed that i steered it today but yeah you did you absolutely did that i you do also qualify it totally every time that. by saying it's basically your problem I, I blame on you every time i steer it you know? I, yeah i'm glad you're, you're blaming all poo stories on me that feels yeah. like that's my greatest greatest achievement so far um, also we're going to go through some tweets as well we've had lots of tweets from people so we'll go through those in a tick tweet 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 all right play the thing my mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Shall I get my wife? My wife. Beth? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. She's coming, she's coming. Okay, she's on the way, Dave. She's on the way. You know, um, while we wait for my wife to walk up the stairs, Dave, you know we've had leaks. Oh, we're back on, are we? We're back on. on. Yeah, we've had leaks in the house. Uh, um, problematic or yes. vegetable? Uh, no, problematic. Problematic. Oh, right. No, not me being patriotic. Problematic rather than patriotic. Actual water coming in through the ceiling, upstairs, and also uh, downstairs as well in the kitchen. So I called out a roofer. A roofer arrived. Lovely man called Justin. Came around, looked at the roof. Uh, the kids were there playing as well. He sort of went past and said, hey, boys, say hi to Justin. Yeah, all really nice. You know, he's, he's basically a member of the family by this point. Uh, we sort of stayed for about seven or eight minutes looking at all the leaks, chatting to everyone and left and got to the door and he went, listen, I'll email you, um, uh, I'll email you, uh, the quote for the roof fixing. I was like, great, great, great. That's, that's great. Thanks, Justin. He went, yeah, cool. By the way, my, name, my name's Danny. Okay, bye mate. Cheers. Thanks very much. Why did you, why Danny, did you mate, get it? Just called him Justin. Just called him Justin for the whole thing. Just, just guess. I think it's because he looked a bit like Justin Fletcher off of CBBC. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so... Uh, Do you if, not have a protocol for... Uh, yes, I, my protocol is call everyone Justin. <laughs> uh, we um, how much is the roof going to cost? Uh, the roof is going to... Huh? I've got to go all the way downstairs. Uh, have you not got... Are there not any in there? No. All right, okay, bye. I've got a stroppy wife now because she came upstairs without headphones. She's not a professional. Not a professional. Always carry headphones, Justin. Always, always, always. Um... So the roof is going to cost, Dave, because we've got a fiberglass roof on our flat roof, and apparently that's really bad. But weirdly, two years ago, when the guys were making it, that was really good. Strange how that happens, isn't it? Oh, very much the diesel of the roofing world. Yeah, yeah, isn't it just beautiful? So um, so Elon Musk, as I'll now call him, uh, Justin Elon Danny has turned up with the electric engine of the roofing world, Felt, uh, which is also what roofs have been using for many, many years. Uh, and he's going to re-felt it, and it's going to cost... Did I, how much? Well, how much would you reckon? How much would you reckon for him to come and... There's... So this this is where mm. I feel like, in many ways, mm. I'm slowly becoming a grown-up, right? I, you know, apropos of the conversation we had yesterday, I interrupted our business chat. A, yeah. business, like we our, our company. We've got, we've got a company, so, um, you know, that's quite grown-up, isn't it? Yeah. And I interrupted it to chat to a dog-walking friend briefly. You know, like, as all that's going on, uh, I've recently acquired a car. My first car, Tom. Yes, lovely. Dave. Never actually had a car. I know you're doing so well. You're nearly a grown up, and it's wonderful. But then, in many, many ways, mm. I do not fucking know anything about life. So, no, okay. Honestly, you could tell me the roof's going to cost five hundred pounds mm. or a hundred thousand pounds, and I'd be like, yeah, sure. That's okay. probably what a roof costs. Okay. Well, it, to refelt it is going to cost about three thousand pounds. Three thousand pounds. Yeah. 
And and what's the, is the problem that you just got a shit roof in the first place? Yeah, yeah pretty much. And it's fiberglass. And if it, fiberglass is so rigid and hard, and if a house moves, it just cracks open up. Uh, and our house is very, very movie, very movie indeed, because it's built on clay and uh, it just moves around. So this, the tiniest bit of movement opens up a crack, basically. And right. um, and then water comes in and pisses down the ceiling and the kids laugh and think it's wonderful and hilarious while I jam kitchen towel into the crack and uh, and leave it there. So I've basically got kitchen towel papier-mâché jammed against the roof at the moment. Yeah, it's understandable. Good mm. How much leak is there? Um, you, you could, over the course of... Well, when we had the very heavy rain last weekend... You, you could you could probably boil a kettle with enough water for three cups of tea with the with the water. The uh, okay, yeah. so substantial, but not uh, out of control. A morning's worth of tea. A morning's worth. Of I tea. don't know about kettles anymore, actually, Tom. Since I got my boiling water machine, so sure, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't have a kettle anymore. So of the boiling and the boiling water. It's also got a cold water bit as well. Yeah, cold so filtered, jealous. ice cold. Yeah, oh, it's great. Uh, now listen, behind me, she's crept up behind me really quietly and not at all out of breath because she's come up three flights of stairs. Um, twice twice very yeah because she's got her headphones very happy to welcome back to Cabin Fever uh, Dave can you do the music please yep okay here we go. Here we go. all right all right from downstairs this time with some headphones please welcome back to Cabin Fever an old friend of the show here we go. Here we go. it's to do on the same page without a lame page it's my wife Beth Murray there's an awful lot of notes in that intro what do you mean, love notes? Well, in the past, when we've had the jingle to on the same page, it's been the same note, you know, to oh, echo yes. the, yes. Oh, the yes. format. Mm. So there were just a bit too many notes in that, to oh. quote. Blame Michael Parkinson. Yeah. <laughs> my, I blame him for a lot of yes. things. Yeah. That is my life motto. Alexa, blame Michael Parkinson. <laughs> I'm just going to have to try and up the interest. Beth, we've just been discussing uh, the fact you can listen to what people have said on Alexa's. You know, you can listen back to the the instructions, and all mine are. So, I know they're so fucking dull. Mine. It's, Tom it's did it to, me, to mine, and it's me getting increasingly cross. Yes. Do you want to hear some of Beth's ones? Alexa, yeah. what's the time? She gets. Yeah. Really, <laughs> she gets really, really angry. I can find you. Oh, hang on, let me find you a good one because, um, in fact, the best way to find uh, you being angry is to look at um, audio not recognised. Well, no, it's usually to look at around five forty-five p.m. when yes. she's feeding the boys. Yeah, and I'm I'm waiting for six thirty when I can pour the wine. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just running out of patience. Here we go. Here it comes. I bet you. I bet you this is a good one. So this is a, this is Alexa play Teen Titans Go. Right. I bet you this is Beth Bing Cross. Alexa play Teen Titans Go. Actually, you sounded okay there. Yeah. Sound I sounded angry. in control. Yeah. Yeah. Often it goes right, and then oh look, here we go. And then you can see how long we listen to it for because uh, 17 minutes later. Hang on. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Alexa, stop. Yeah, you're getting angry there. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I have to tell her to stop about five times. Yeah. Yes. Mm. She doesn't listen, does she, nope. sometimes? But Mind of her own. Used to that with our children, aren't we? So, um, welcome what, back. What is what is Teen Titans Go? By oh, the way? You'd love it, Dave. It's very good. It's a brilliant cartoon, American cartoon, and it's fantastic. It's uh, supposed to be uh, the DC characters when they were teenagers. So, you've got, who've got Batman and... Robin. Yeah. No, Batman's a his minor character. Robin's a big one though, isn't he? It's it's amazing. Starfire. Oh, it's amazing. It's um hilarious. It's very self aware. Like one of the episodes is about the writers of the cartoon having to write too many episodes. It's incredibly meta. And you've got a four year old watching it and still somehow laughing at it. Oh great. Yeah, it's honestly you'd love it. It's really, really good. So I'll actually enjoy it as well. Genuinely. Um uh, the other thing which I'd like to tell you about Beth Mori before we start on the same page. 
mm-hmm. uh, involves masks, and it's very funny. Yes. So, Beth, do you want to tell Dave what happened the other day when you went to buy some alcohol in the supermarket wearing your mask? Oh, that, yes. Um, I went to Sainsbury's in my mask, obviously, because I'm mm-hmm. a responsible member of society. Mm-hmm, of and um, I was trying to buy a paper and some wine. Um, and I went to the cash point and they wouldn't let me put it through the... It was one of those automated cash points and they wouldn't let me put the wine through until someone's checked me. So mm-hmm. the cashier came round and he looked at me and then he sort of squinted and then he went, how old are you? Oh. And it was the day before my birthday, so I said very loudly and gleefully, oh, that's terribly kind of you. I'm going to be 43 tomorrow. <laughs> and he was completely unimpressed. He just leaned forward a bit. And then he went, can you remove your mask, please? <laughs> like, I mean, does he think I'm a 17-year-old who's going to say that? Also, a 17-year-old buying some, what, white wine, wine and, and, the, the, independent. and the, the independent. They <laughs> um, should so, just look at the choice of paper, yeah, wouldn't exactly. they? Go, well, at least 35. <laughs> no longer flattered, I pulled my mask down, whereupon he recoiled in horror. Oh, my goodness. And muttered, just doing my duty. Just doing my duty? Yeah. And I I got my wine and my paper, and it was only afterwards that I realised the reason I was buying The Independent was because I was on the front cover of The Independent. (laughs) And that would have been a hell of an ID to present him with. so good. (laughs) I didn't think of it because I'm thick. No, that would have made you a massive arsehole if you'd gone, my dear boy, I'm on the front of the eye. Um, But just to round that story off, the next day... This is a good bit. Part two is my favourite part of the story. In a chemist, mm. a pharmacist asked if I was under 65. <laughs> <laughs> so that brought oh. me back down to earth. <laughs> now, were you wearing a mask then as well? Yes. <laughs> right. I was going to say, because you've obviously got a very youthful top of a head. Yeah. But, um, but no, the pharmacy is. Yeah, got no, that's the tricky. eyes of an over 65 year old. <laughs> <laughs> but the soul oh, of a child. <laughs> so, um, but if you were to become an actor at some point, Beth, that is quite a casting range, isn't it? Sort of 16 yes, to I mean, 70, potentially. Mm. Depending but Rishi on Sunak said that all the actors should retrain. So I don't uh, think. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should do it the other way. So all the people who don't act should retrain as actors. Just to give some balance on that, because obviously this is part of the BBC, this podcast. Um, Rishi Sunak <laughs> uh, latterly withdrew that comment and said he never said it. And he is an asshole. So there we are. I'm just See, balancing yes, that out. Balance. He is an asshole. He is an asshole. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there we are. It's important to have balance, Dave. He said something and he's an asshole. That's good balance, I think you'll find. Yeah. It's very like listening to today, this, isn't it? <laughs> Um, so, uh, are you ready to do on the same page, Beth Murray? I am ready. Sort of. Oh, God. We, we clashed headphones then. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Is that how close your heads are? Yes. Sorry about that. It's like in the video for um, uh, Band-Aid, you know, when they get really close together and sing. <laughs> yes. Duets, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could sing. Let's not. Um, I second that. So, Beth, what have we got to talk So, on today's On the Same Page... Uh, we have Alan Hollinghurst's The Line of Beauty and Paul Mendes's Rainbow Milk. So we're doing a kind of gay coming of age theme, but to add a little a little bit of literary goss to it. Ooh, yes, um, please. Alan Hollinghurst and Paul Mendes are now partners who live together, isn't that lovely? Oh, lovely. So I'm doing both their books. Uh, one from about, when was it? 2004? Oh, early 2000s. The Line yeah. of Beauty is one of my favourite novels. So and then good. a debut, Rainbow Milk, was published this year. Um, so okay, let's great, go. Great. What, page, what page are we doing, please? Oh, right. So there's, there's complications here because Ra- uh, Rainbow Milk is 
firstly, incredibly graphic. Very, very graphic. Mm. I blushed when I read it. Really? Um, so, obviously, I couldn't choose a page that was too graphic because it would just be embarrassing for us all. Oh. Also, the first 50 pages were in a Jamaican dialect, which, again, I, I think I would have found embarrassing to read. I, yes. I think you'll find we'd all like to heed in a no, Jamaican, no, no, Jamaican no, dialect. No, 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 no Beth has made the correct decision. <laughs> yes. So to sidestep it. I had to jump imagine? forward a bit. So, I literally went for page 52 because that's after the first 50 pages and it hasn't got any graphic sex in it, which... Oh, I'm faintly disappointed yeah, by sorry. both those things. Okay. Um, so, we're on page 52 of... Uh, Alan Hollinghurst's Line of Beauty. And just to set the scene, it is the summer of 1983 and young Nick Guest has moved into an attic room in the Notting Hill home of the Feddens. Gerald, an ambitious new Tory MP, his wife Rachel, and their children Toby and Catherine. Nick had idolised Toby at Oxford, but in his London life it will be the troubled Catherine, the critic and rebel of the family, who becomes both his friend and his uneasy responsibility. So page 52 of the line of beauty, uh, Nick's going around some posh house with someone called Lord Kessler. I mean, I've read this, but it was so long ago, I can't really remember it. The heavy gilding of the spines seen through the fine gilt grills of the carved and gilded bookcases created a mood of minatory opulence. They seemed to be books in some quite different sense from those that Nick used and handled every day. Lord Kessler opened a cage and took down a large volume. Fable choisie de la Fontaine, bound in greeny-brown leather, tooled and gilded with a riot of rococo fronds and tendrils. It was an imitation of nature that had triumphed as pure design and pure expense. They stood side by side to admire it, Nick noticing the pleasant smell of Lord Kessler's clean suit and discreet cologne. He wasn't allowed to hold the book himself and was given only a glimpse of the equally fantastic plates peopled with elegant birds and animals. Lord Kessler showed the book in a quick, dry way that was not in itself dismissive, but allowed for Nick's ignorance and perhaps merely polite interest. In fact, Nick loved the book, but didn't want to bore his host by asking for a longer look. It wasn't clear if it was the jewel of the collection or had been chosen at random. It's all rather, Lord Kessler said. After a moment, Nick said, I know. After that, they browsed for a minute or two in a semi-detached fashion. Nick found a set of Trollope, which had a relatively modest and approachable look among the rest, and took down The Way We Live Now with an, an armorial book plate, the pages uncut. What have you found there? said Lord Kessler in a gen genially possessive tone. Ah, you're a Trollope man, are you? I'm not sure what I am, really, said Nick. I always think he wrote too fast. Was it Henry James said? about Trollope and his great heavy shovelfuls of testimony to constituted English matters. Lord Kessler paid a moment's wry respect to this bit of showing off, but said, oh, Trollope's good. He's very good on money. Good. I'm sorry, I'm aware I made some mistakes there. That I could see them and I didn't, I didn't want to pick you up on them. Alan Hollinghurst, but it's hard, it's hard to read straight off the bat like that. Can't believe you improvised around a bit where they had sex in the middle of that page. <laughs> <laughs> there was no sex. Okay. Do, they, do those two end up having sex though in that scene? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's really annoying. The only thing I remember is that I was living with someone at the time when I read it who was quite like Nick, so then oh. I decided I was Cat. He <laughs> was incredibly glamorous and posh and crazy. Mm. And I was actually none of those things. So. Does that make me Lord Kessler? Because I'd quite like that. I don't know. I can't remember what okay. function Lord Kessler has in the book. No, well, I mean, that does make me him in that case. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no apparent function. That's me. And so we come to Rainbow Milk, published this year by Paul Mendes 
and it's an intersectional coming-of-age story following the 19-year-old Jesse McCarthy as he grapples with his racial and sexual identities against the backdrop of the Jehovah's Witness upbringing and the legacies of the Windrust generation. So that's a lot to get in there. Um, and this is page 52. Um, and he it has moved to London and he's sitting on a bus. He sat at a window seat too forward from the back, not directly in front of the sleeping man in the black hoodie threatening to spill the lager from his can. The chaos of Brixton Road soon gave way to quieter neighbourhoods. A couple of stops in, three young people sharing a bottle of rosé, a blonde, a brunette and a tan boy, perhaps his age or a year or two older, threw themselves around him in front and beside and continued his com their conversation as if he wasn't there. I just wouldn't mind doing a day trip somewhere, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have to spend loads of money, just like, you know. We went last year to, what, to Brighton? We just sat on the beach and got pissed. It was a really lovely afternoon. Summer in Berlin, so nice, though. We've got a roof terrace now, so we don't have to mix with all and sundry. There's chairs out there, a bit fucked, but we're going to have to get some new stuff. We were thinking of just getting some fold-up stuff. There's a big storage thing in the middle of our flat. Might be a bit tad extreme. Where can you store turf? If you find me some turf on the roof and roll it out like a big garden and you can get fake stuff. You don't want to irritate the neighbours. She's looking to move out by the end of the month. I doubt she'll have time to sort it. What, this month? You'd have to meet the person first. When are you moving in? Jessie looked down out of the window at a drunk man pissing under an archway next to a closed garden centre, wondering what these perfect white people must be thinking about him and whether it was obvious he was rent on his way to have sex with a client. Might they be able to smell it on him? He was apprehensive. He'd been advertising for a couple of months now and the good clients already seemed to be drying up. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's a rent boy. Yes. <laughs> on, on his way for sexes. Lovely delivered that. Mm. Wow, thanks. That's great. So that's so Rainbow Milk by Paul Mendes. Um, I feel like it's a shame that we've revealed that Paul Mendes and Alan Honinghurst are an item and live together because what we could have done is next week come back oh, and yes. said, guys, you wouldn't believe this. You know we did those guys together on the podcast last week. They've only gone and got together off the back of the podcast. Oh, and claimed the relationship. I mean, right. He wouldn't have been able to get away with that. I think yeah, we, we could have had a go there, couldn't we? Could have spun it. Um, but you, I must say Rainbow Milk, I mean, uh, The Line of Beauty is a wonderful book, but Rainbow Milk, so many, many people this year are talking about that novel. Oh, and, it's great. It's yeah. really good. It's incredibly readable. Uh, by God, it's graphic, but uh, I quite like that. I know you do. I know. Come on, every now and again, I'd walk in the room and Beth's reading this book and she's bright pink and she looks up at me like, what? what are you? Like, I've busted you. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, thank you uh, for doing On the Same Page. Thanks. That is all right. Um, what a pleasure. Dave, I mean, do you want to play the actual music for On the Same Page? Uh, it changes every time, but yep, it's it something akin to On the Same Page Without a Lane Page. <laughs> Like this no, you don't like that bit, do you? No, she gets very cross about that, so keep doing On it. On the same page With no reference to <laughs> Elaine Page You just can't help yourself. Nope. No, no, we can't, we can't do it. Uh, great, thanks for coming, wife. You can, uh, you can. She's off to her gym now, Dave. She's going for a swim. Oh, lovely. She's also going wild swimming on Sunday, but we'll talk about that next time. Mm -hmm. With the wetsuit. Oh, yes. See you above. If I can still get into it. Yeah. Ah. Well, if you keep forgetting your headphones, you have to go up and down the stairs enough. You'll fit into it. True story. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, then. Beth. Bye. Have a great day. Dave says, "Go fuck yourself." I said, "Thank you." Yeah, she says, "He says, really go on." Yeah. Oh, she's slamming the door. Um, good. Well, there you go. That was. Uh, oh, she's left the. Uh, she's left the the book with the graphic sex scenes next to me. She's just walked off and left it here. Enjoy yourself. I'm going to leave you to it.
Oh my god. Okay. So, uh, Dave, I can't believe we've run out of time. I wanted to tell you about my blinds. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Next give time, me the, give me the one sentence preview for next time. Well, the one sentence preview is very similar to what the story will be next time. <laughs> it's a one sentence story. Yeah, you can tell it now. Go. I've had some blinds fitted. Great. Are they good? Oh, sorry, I've mistimed that again. I hate it when I mistime the the thing. I've had some blinds fitted. Are they good? Find out next week. No, but seriously, are they? Uh, you played the wrong one there for a start. That's just it, is it? Are they hearing my questions? Are they electric? Well, I don't want to give you anything away because I want people, you know, I want people to come back next week. I mean, this is the entire story. It's going to last 20 seconds. Mm. You might as well just finish us okay. up here. All right. oh, I'll finish you off. Fine. Um, no, they're not electric. Oh, that's mm. disappointing. Yeah. You know, I can Alexa my blinds, right? That's what I want to hear. I want to hear audio footage of you casually asking Alexa to... Open well, the just, blinds. It's just cons- that's all. I, honestly, that's why I didn't play many of them because it's just it's just all this. Alexa blinds up. You sound so depressed. It's the beginning of a whole new day. Blind three down. <laughs> oh my God, Dave. Blind three down. Blind three up. A bit more fun there. Honestly, this is all it is. Is this? Oh, it's Cornelius. Oh, there he is. Look. See, weirdly, you sound all flat and depressed, but Cornelius sounds a lot more full of life in that than he does when he comes on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Can I just say before we go, we haven't done any of our tweets. We got some lovely tweets last week. Go on then, read them out. Well, we talked about um, uh, cherry knocking and what is it called? Oh, actually, I've got updates on this as well. Go on. Well, Shelley says it's called Nicky Knock Nine Doors, where I'm from in Hartlepool. Yeah, well, you can bugger off. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Tombo says, just wondering if uh, Tom wrapped Beth's wetsuit in tin foil and buried it in the garden. <laughs> Good. Oh, God, I've really missed a trick there, no, but I will do. Um, what else have we got here on the subject? Oh, look, John's been on. On the subject of sober couples karaoke. Oh, yeah. Two people I know have had singing sessions during lockdown. Good for nice brain endorphins and mental health. There you go. But singing sessions at your own house, I think, is fine. I think paying someone else to go and stand in a different room and sing is weird. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Bevo says, uh, not a knock run. Or, David, I'm not sure we're going to like this, considering the colour of our hair. Knock down ginger. Mm. Yes, that is an interesting... Anyway, here is the... the do you want the sort of final word on it? Always. Uh, this is from an article about... Uh, the regional analysis of the name of the game. Oh! There is a clear north-south divide with respect to this case of lexical variation where knock and run and other members of the run family are flavoured in the north are favoured, not Mm flavoured god Uh, are favoured in the north and midlands and knock knock ginger and other members of the ginger family are favoured in the south Two other terms though, and here's the crucial bit Tom they appear much less frequently, also show clear regional patterning. Cherry knocking is clustered in a southern region of the Midlands. Oh! While Nicky Nicky Nine Doors seems to be restricted to the northeast. So not even the Midlands backs you up. Only a southern, a small southern region of the Midlands. Southern bit of the Midlands that must have sort of drip fed its way over the over the border into South Wales. Yeah. Oh. Well, you're Dave. basically the Midlands, aren't you? That's let's not let's not pretend that you're actually in Wales. There's no difference between Worcester and Monmouth. That's fair no, to exactly. Say. Yeah, you're, yeah. But you're basically in 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 in, in England. Aren't you? You're on the on the line. 
I mean, yeah, I can see England. I could see England from from where I lived. Yeah, you could yeah. just look over a couple, a couple of trees and you could see this, the awfulness. So yeah, it's very. So close. yeah, so cherry yeah. knocking is is very cherry very knocking. limited. I'm afraid. Mm. Sorry. Still a great game though, Dave. Should we go cherry knocking sometime as, as a oh, sort of Christmas a, special? A knock and run special. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where where one of the games kids doing it oh adults doing it that is that's like a you should go to jail if you do that as an adult it's harassment isn't it basically yeah yeah I wish Cornelius hadn't gone to a hotel for no reason and I could just go knock on his door now and just run away (laughs) that would be really funny I mean, you could, yeah. Let's let's. Should we do that next week? Yeah. Get that done. Okay. Definitely. All right. Thanks for coming. All the best. Kind regards. Goodbye. Bye. Cabin F E A three seven oh nine. Oh oh oh. Cabin F E A three seven oh nine. Oh oh oh. Cabin F E A three seven oh nine. Oh oh oh. That's our Twitter name. Don't speak. Don't speak. Well, now you haven't talked over them. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.